Hello and welcome to the Hume podcast, where we sit down with people from our community and discover what makes Oldham Hume Grammar School the special place that it is. Alongside our teaching staff, students, alumni and parents, we discuss the topics that really matter to us and delve deep into the heart of our school. I'm Claire Brownlee, Director of External Relations, and I'm here with my co-host Matthew Grant, Modern Languages teacher and Head of Year 8. Today, we are talking to our new principal, Tony Alton, about his first impressions of Hume and the move to becoming fully co-educational over the next three years. Welcome, Mr. Alton. Hi, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Tony, you are now in your first full term at Hume, having arrived just before Christmas. How are you finding it so far? Have there been any highlights, any surprises? Uh Absolutely lots and lots of highlights. Look, I'm utterly delighted to be here. I fell for the school. I fell for the school uh, after my first visit. So I'd never heard of Hume. I was born uh, not too far away down the road and... um, and, and when I first saw the advert for the job, uh, I was I was interested uh, and then begun to do a bit of research, uh, but I'd never visited, didn't know the area at all. And um, there is something, and I've heard a lot of people say this to me over the last two weeks, there is something unique about the atmosphere here. Uh, and what they have said really resonates with me. Um, it's absolutely my experience as well. And I, I walked in the doors and uh, there was that special atmosphere. I met the... Uh, I met some of the senior team, I met uh, some of the teachers, I met some of the governors. The people uh, who really uh, struck me uh, were were, were the students Uh, and there was part of the interview process uh, that was billed as a a conversation with students and it sounded very informal Uh, and then I walked into the boardroom and, and there were 12 of them sitting around the table. Uh, each with their with their questions that they prepared beforehand, uh, so it was absolutely not a conversation at all. Very much an interview, uh, and I just I got to the end and I just thought, wow, uh, these 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 students are special. And I've worked in lots of schools with lots and lots of brilliant students, uh, but honestly, I can say hand on heart, I have never encountered students like the Hume students. So uh, yes, that was ab- that's absolutely been a highlight of, of the last few weeks. And then of course, you know, the other asset of Hume is its teaching staff and its support staff and 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 they are utterly brilliant as well and it's been great to spend time getting to know uh, them collectively and individually over the last few weeks. Well I'm so glad the uh, informal formal interview didn't put you off <laughs> at all. Absolutely far from it. <laughs> How have you found relocating back to the northwest? You mentioned you were born just down the road. It's a, it's a little bit more than just down the road but it's not that far away is it? What's that been like? No, not too far away at all. So born in Liverpool and uh, and then went away to university, came back to the northwest for a couple of years and then uh, in from 2010 really been, uh, I keep describing myself or, or as a, you know, I was living as a, as a, as a northern, northerner in exile in the south. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, it's great. Look, uh, I don't know many people around here apart from my family, but, um, but Liverpool has obviously changed hugely since 2010. Of course, I've been back and I would visit mum and dad often and they would visit me and things, but I haven't lived in Liverpool for a long time. Um, and it's changed enormously. So I'm in this really lovely position of, of, of being able to, to go back there and for it to feel familiar, but also really, really different. And um, 
haven't decided yet whether I'll live there permanently, but it, uh, at the moment commuting in uh, every day is mostly okay, apart from the, the, the two hours and ten minutes that it took me the other night to get home. That was slightly, slightly annoying. But um, no, it is lovely being back in the north, you know, uh, we mustn't stereotype, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but some of the stereotypes are, are, are true about, you know, northerners just generally, generally um, being, being warmer and, and, and more welcoming. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. So you've kind of um, already touched upon my first question. So I was going to ask you what has been your impression of the students uh, so far. So obviously you've already said about the uh, the pupil panel that you did, but maybe yeah. instead, what surprised you most about our students? Yeah, so it's actually, I think, an answer to, to both of those questions. It is how grounded and well-rounded they are. Uh, and I, I, again, you know, I've worked with with brilliant students in in independent schools and and more recently in in, in the state schools as well. Uh, and, and all students are, are brilliant. All young people are great. And it's it, it, schools are really lively, dynamic places because young people are lively and dynamic. But there is something, and again, this is reflected in the atmosphere here uh, about the students that is different. And I've never encountered it. There's that sort of. They are, they are, as I say, well-rounded, they are grounded, they are socially aware, they recognise how lucky they are to, to, to have an education here at Hume, they are committed to making the world a better place while they're here, they're really ambitious to do that uh, in, an, in an even more profound way when they move on from school. Um, they carry themselves with confidence, but without uh, arrogance. Um, they're bright, they're funny, they're silly, they're clever. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I, I'm already um, uh, in danger of sort of uh, going on and on about uh, too much about how wonderful they are. But they, and you don't find that in every school. And it is something that really sets them apart. Yeah, I think we're all very proud of what our students achieve. So now you've, you know, you've met so many members of the Hume family already. You know, you've, you've been on a real mission to meet everyone, it seems. And could you just sum up then maybe for prospective parents um why they should choose Hume, um, why, you know, their their child should come here. And mm. if you could sum it up in one sentence, that'd be mm-hmm. great. <laughs> I'm, not sure I, uh, I'm not sure I can sum it up in one sentence, but I'll try in a few. I think it is that it is a school with a, a long history uh, that really values tradition, but but is, is completely unstuffy. And I would also add that while we are unapologetically uh, academic, we recognise that a, a Hume education is about so much more than that which takes place within a classroom and so much more than exam results as important as they are. Yeah, uh, so I think that was probably two sentences. <laughs> yeah. um, Still but it is, that, it is that, that I, I really sense that for uh, many, 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 many years, Hume has been offering what, what I would call a, a very broad and balanced uh, education. Uh, and, and that is... That is a really compelling offer. Uh, again, you don't find that in in every in every school. Um, as I say, that that balance of 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 being solidly academic and students here doing really really well, and our value added scores are, are brilliant, which means that you know if students come here, they uh, on average do much better than they would do in 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 other schools. Um, and teachers constantly go above and beyond to ensure that students get the very best grades they can. Uh, and and the students that I've met are really passionate about their their, their studies and that they're hardworking and uh, and really interested in 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 academic um, pursuits. But again, part of their well-roundedness is that they 
want to get out there and, and make the world a better place and they're volunteering in local uh charities and and, and, and local um places of care they're raising you know huge amounts of money there was a brilliant reindeer run before christmas which happened just before i arrived you know which raised a phenomenal amount of money and they you know that they're, they're, they're out and about and doing sports and, and they've got that really sort of well-rounded approach to to, to life and, and school moving on to to uh, recruitment so obviously it's one of the most important months of the year in terms of um, having the entrance exam for year seven so we've just had that um, at time of recording so what what struck you about the potential students that you met on that day and, and the whole experience of the admissions process yeah so first of all, I think you know it's a real cause for celebration that, that this year we, we had uh, a really, really high number of uh, applications uh, and registrations for uh, sitting the entrance test. So we had 197, I think it was, students um, come and sit the, the entrance test on the main day and then a number came and joined uh, and sat the entrance test in, in subsequent days because they couldn't make that first day. You know, that's a phenomenal number. We've only got 96 places uh, available for September. So that was really, really brilliant. It really shows that that, that prospective uh, year seven parents really see what, what I've already seen in the in the three or so weeks that I've been here, just how brilliant Hume is. Um, I just thought those those the, the, that, that cohort of year six students were just, they were brilliant. And again, you know, they were brilliant in and of themselves, but uh, speaking to, to, to members of staff here, many of whom have been here for a very long time and have seen lots and lots of year six uh, students come along to different entrance test days uh, over the previous years. Um, just saying, again, there's something really special about this year group. And, and I think there's lots of excitement uh, around about what those what what those students will, will become when they form our, our year seven cohort in September. Um, again, bright. They've done really, really well overall in their exams. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to meeting them at the interviews. Again, it's really important for us to get a sense of, of, of their other interests. You know, we've seen how well they perform on paper in exams, and that's a really important piece of information. But um, but again, you know, young people are about so much more than how they perform in exams. And so we'll be able to draw that out in the interviews. We call them interviews. They're much more sort of informal conversations, opportunity for us to get to know, you know, what, what do they enjoy doing at school and outside of school? What are they reading at the moment? You know, what are they passionate about? What is it that's going on in the world around them that interests them or concerns them? So, yeah, but you know, it was a brilliant, a brilliant day. Following on from that, you announced a brand new set of uh, Year 7 scholarships. So could you talk to us a bit more about what they entail? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a natural extension of of what the school has been doing for many years already. As I said earlier on, just offering that very broad and balanced curriculum. Um, and, you know, some schools um, will very proudly uh, say we, we turn out students who are uh, this, that, or the other, uh, in terms of their character. Whereas I really sense at Hume, and having met some of the alumni, I, I, I see this. Um, we're not a sort of, and never have been a, a sort of sausage making type school that sort of churns out identikit uh, students at the end of it. If you look at the destination of Leavers, if you look at what those uh, former students have gone on to do, they've gone on to do a real wide range of things. Um, and uh, and that's as a result of that very broad and balanced uh, education that that they've got at Hume. So uh, yeah, so we wanted to be able to recognise. Uh, you know, we have academic scholarships, and that's brilliant. Uh, as I say, unapologetic about academics, but but 
a Hume education is about so much more. So we wanted to be able to give uh, students who are, or prospective students who are really talented in music, in art, in drama, uh, in sport, in computer science, the opportunity to put themselves forward uh, for this really, really exciting award. And those who uh, we end up uh, giving those scholarships to this year, you know, will have the the added uh, kudos of, of being the first ever uh, Hume, Hume scholars uh, in those in those subjects. It's really, really exciting. Yeah, I, I mean, I was definitely really pleased when you announced that because I, I think you know, sometimes in, in this day and age, the arts do get a bit neglected in the education system. Yeah. But fortunately for us, that is not the case. Yeah, absolutely. And it is one of the really uh, brilliant things about independent schools that we are, you know, we are generally very fortunate to be able to offer those those subjects that are often uh, because because the state sector is not adequately funded, frankly, yeah. um, and cl- cloths have to be cut accordingly. It's often tragically uh, you know, music, art, drama, and sport—that is because they're the ex- expensive subjects, yeah. as it were, or not considered to be on par with 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 other uh, so-called in inverted commas uh, academic subjects. They're often sidelined and marginalised, and uh, it's great that Hume uh, has never done that. And 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 this is very much a commitment, uh, a very clear signal that um, again, that broad and balanced curriculum is very much going to be a defining feature of Hume going mm. forward. And, and not content with one exciting change coming up, um, the new Year 7 cohort is going to experience things a little differently here at Hume mm. compared to previous years, isn't it? They'll be Absolutely. coming into those co-educational classes rather than boys and girls being taught separately. Can you tell us a bit about why the schools decided to make that change? Yeah, absolutely. So that decision was was being discussed uh, long before I arrived. It seems to me, and and you know, during the interview process, I learned of it. I think it's absolutely the right way for the school to go at this moment in its in its evolution. And I think that word evolution is really, really important. It is the natural next step in the evolution of the school. You know, the school has been around since 1611. It's it's been through a number of iterations. You know, originally boys and then and then girls entirely separate from each other. I've loved meeting those staff who uh, themselves were students here uh, at the time when they talk about the sort of the iron curtain, which was this door uh, that, that that students never passed between. Some teachers taught in in both sides of the building, and they would sort of you know open the door a little bit and then very quickly run through it and close it behind them. Uh, and I think there was a phase when perhaps things loosened up a little bit, and and boys and girls at times were able to socialise with each other. Uh, on the school site, but they had to keep a metre distance. And there was one member of staff who, who remembers uh, uh, the headmistress at the time sort of going up and just sort of politely reminding her that she was closer to a boy than, than a metre and she should take a step back. But then, you know, in over in the uh, in the infants and juniors, uh, the, the, they've been co-educational for, for a long time. And then the sixth form has been co-educational as well. So again, this just feels like the natural next step. And and I think, you know, I've I've worked in single sex schools um, and I, I recognize how, how important they are in the in the educational landscape. Uh, and I think some students really flourish in, in those sorts of environments. But the world is is co-educational and higher education uh, is is co-educational and where perhaps there was a sort of social explanation or justification for uh, separation by gender in education that that no longer exists. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and and yeah, there'll you know there'll be some challenges and logistics to work through, but the, the, there are many more opportunities than there are challenges. This is absolutely the right next mm. step, uh, and that's very much how I think prospective parents and staff here, and and even old boys and girls who came to the school at a very different time in its history, um, they they are really supportive of it as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. It's been it's not something that's been very quickly decided upon. It's no, something that the school's been transitioning into for mm. a long time. So there's definitely a proof of concept there from our own personal experience as a school that co-ed yeah. works and it works well. Um, and it's Absolutely. just that final kind of piece in the jigsaw, isn't it? Uh, to bring yep. the school together into a proper co-educational establishment. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. So, I mean, you can't have been connected to school for very long to know that it's got generations of, of tradition. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, one of the things that um, certainly uh, parents say to me is that it's always been kind of forward thinking and alumni say to me it's always been forward thinking. Can you give us a sneak peek of what we might expect over the next few months? And and uh, if I could be so bold as to ask what your long-term vision for school might be as well. Mm. If I go back to um, the, the story I told about when I first came across this position, uh, and I, I'm from the Northwest, as you know, uh, and I, I know the educational landscape up here. I've worked in the independent sector for the majority of my teaching career, but I'd never heard of the school. Uh, and I think that, that that's, a real, that's a real tragedy, that there are lots of people, uh, even on the doorstep, who, who, who don't realise the amazing things that happen in this building, or in these buildings, rather, uh, every day of the week uh, and throughout the year. So I think much more collective singing and dancing about about the brilliant quality of education that we have to offer here uh, and so looking forward to really working closely with the marketing department uh, at making sure that uh, that we're really sort of celebrating the achievements of all of our students and the, and the brilliant work of our staff here uh, and and just making sure that that far and wide Hume is known and uh, uh, yeah known and uh, as, a, as a as as the school of choice uh, for parents who are looking for that school that offers uh, you know the the unapologetic approach to, to to academia, but 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 is also committed to offering that that breadth of education as well. And we recognise that you know, or I recognise that there are increasing numbers of parents who who know that while GCSE results and and amazing A level results are, are are crucial, and they are, you know, a brilliant set of GCSE results, a brilliant set of A level results, a, a good university degree, those things do open doors that unfortunately won't open to you otherwise. Um, but increasingly, employers and and life is demanding of of young people uh, many more skills than that than than just uh, academic results. And I think that's what a Hume education uh, and the co curricular offer here and the enrichment opportunities that's that's what that, that gives to to, to to students and therefore makes them you know much better citizens and, and makes them much more employable than if they if they hadn't been here so i think that that you know again um fleshing out the idea of what a broad and balanced curriculum uh, means and increasing the opportunities for, for students to get involved in a, in a really wide range of uh, activities outside of the classroom. Really, really committed to, to staff well-being, and you know it's a real tragedy that uh, the national picture is of lots and lots of incredibly talented teachers leaving the profession, often because they feel um, that their workload is unmanageable. Uh, and I recognise that. And I was only talking to staff this morning about how uh, I remember, you know, when I was a teacher, when I was a head of department, having to spend hours doing things that that weren't really 
about or, or related or supported my what I felt was my core job, which was was about teaching and learning. So, you know, looking really closely at that and 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 taking away, frankly, taking away from teaching staff those tasks that could be done, it you know, by others or in different ways, so that they can really focus on teaching and learning and and and, and planning and preparing for their lessons, so that they're delivering, you know, in every lesson, a really really high quality teaching, and that is already happening here at Hume. But but uh, you know, I never want us to rest on laurels. So really looking at that, and I want to I want Hume to be to be known as an employer that 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 is uh, offering uh, current staff and, and and potential future staff. Uh, a real, a really clear pathway of professional development, uh, and I've already had a few uh, really exciting conversations with some of the senior team here about what that will look like going forward. It's absolutely evident just through listening to what you're saying there that you're very passionate about education in general, um, about the independent sector, and also mm. about this school in in particular. But, but I'm going to ask you the money question now. Everybody wants mm. to know who the man is behind the position. <laughs> So mm-hmm. if I'm allowed, what sort yeah. of things do you do outside of work to ease the pressures that being a principal, being in charge of an organisation that is facing some really interesting times going ahead and the, you know, the development of our staff and students, the changing nature of the way we're educating, what, who, who's the man behind, uh, behind all of that vision? <laughs> I mean, look... Uh... Probably not nearly as exciting, or um, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, that's it. Just not nearly as exciting as you as 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 you would have hoped. Because I don't have much to tell, really. Look, integrity matters to me, and so there is that element, of course, when I'm in the building, you know, when I'm doing the job, when I'm in the office, when I'm interacting with parents and teachers in a, and students. You know, there is inevitably, as you would expect, a professional face. But actually, uh, I am still me, uh, I, 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 and uh, I, you know, I think that that sort of humanity in leadership is is really really important people especially young people but 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 everybody sees through inauthenticity uh and so i've always i've always tried to to maintain in any position that i've been in especially in senior leadership and and in the position that i'm in now you know that that element of 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 humanity and letting as far as is possible within the bounds of professionalism letting students letting staff uh, letting prospective parents uh, and and current parents see see me, um, I think learning to step away is really really important and recognizing that no one is indispensable uh, and that goes for for me as well. We're all important. We all have you know a vitally important job on our hands. The business of education, formation of of young people is so important. I'd argue it's you know it is the most important uh, job in society. But uh, I mean it's uh, it's 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 cliched and it's bandied about. Uh, often but you know you can only be the best uh person at work if outside of you uh, of work you you're giving yourself uh lots of opportunities to to rest and and recover and you know we are very fortunate as teachers in the independent sector in a whole host of ways and teachers generally are really really fortunate you know, we have brilliant holidays um but but term time is is incredibly intense uh, for, for everybody who works in a school, teachers and support staff uh, as well, but stepping away. So I guess I've learned to, to, to walk away from school and, and switch off. Uh, I recognize that at the weekend, it's okay for me not to be checking my emails every now and again. I do have them on my phone, but, but you know, being disciplined about, uh, about, che- about checking them uh, and recognizing that you know, if something really, really urgent that demanded my immediate attention was going on, then, then someone would call me. Um, um, and, and, and 
actually the geographical distance between school and where I'm living at the moment it, it, it is actually quite helpful. Um, and I found this you know, when I worked, my previous job was in central London. I lived in St. Albans. I used to commute in every day on the Thameslink. Total faff, you know, Thameslink, a bit like motorways and any other transport <laughs> network. When they work well, they're amazing. When they don't, and you know, and you, you, you find you've done half a mile in three hours and you've no prospect of getting home anytime soon, you know, that's really, really frustrating. But that commute in and out of work was really, really helpful. At the, at the beginning of the day, you gear yourself up into work and you're thinking ahead about the di- the diary and, and the meetings you're gonna have and the conversations you're gonna have and you begin to mentally prepare for them. But equally as importantly, at the end of the day, you decompress and you do that as the miles go by. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling on. <laughs> Not um, at all. I, I think the other thing is, um, you know, just being out and about with with family and friends. You know, I don't I don't know many people in the northwest at the moment, but you know, I will make sure that I take opportunities to to, to establish a network of friends up here. Family is really important to me. They've supported me in so many ways in everything that I've ever done in my life, and I'm incredibly grateful to them. It's a joy to spend time with them. Um, and my friends, uh, it's really really important for me to go and spend weekends with them uh, and go on holiday with them and things like that. They are very much my my second family, and without them, I uh, you know again, I couldn't I couldn't be the person and the and the, the principal that I am. Mm-hmm. And we can't let you go away. We can't let you. No go without <laughs> asking you about possibly the most important member of the uh, family. Uh, and absolutely. Dying yeah, I wondered if she was going to so get out. Yeah, well, uh. during during the fire drill, I was I was uh, walking out with you with Lucy and uh, and she was obviously yeah. a big hit with the uh, the pupils. So could you just tell us a little bit about her just before we finish? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad that you got because I, I finished my answer about, you know, what do I do outside of school and, and realized that I hadn't mentioned her and she'd be really annoyed if she found out. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad and she would be glad to know that uh, she gets her own question. Uh, yeah, so, uh, oh God, I am denied about whether to get a dog for, for ages. Not that I have commitment issues, but uh, maybe I do. <laughs> maybe that's, a, that's, a, that's the subject of another podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, no. I'd always been brought up with uh, having a Labrador in the house and... Um, Eight years ago, I decided that I was going to make the, the leap uh, and get a dog. Uh, and then I, I backtracked from it. And then I, I, I thought about it again. Then I backtracked from it again. And it was actually when I was staying with mum and dad one Easter. Uh, and I had been talking about it again. And I remember my mum saying, look, it's really, really annoying because every couple of months we have this conversation and then nothing <laughs> comes of it. Uh, and um, so I got in a bit of a strop and walked away. And uh, meanwhile, she looked uh, on the on the internet and, and found this this local breeder that there were these puppies uh and so lucy lucy was born along with her siblings not too far away from here actually over uh, over uh, towards warrington uh and i went to see her and yeah there she was uh, there were lots of other i think there were she was one of nine um but i chose her because she was the one um she was sitting away from all her siblings who were were, were just being puppies and, and messing about and things like that she was sitting uh looking very serious uh, <laughs> sounds quite dark. So sort of ripping the head off a daffodil. It was the first of <laughs> April. Ripping the head off a daffodil, very slowly chewing it and staring me out. And I just thought, you and I are going to get on. <laughs> and uh, uh, and so yeah, I took her and look. You know, I sound like one of those doting parents who, who talks about how perfect their their, their, their child is. <laughs> but uh, I am very very lucky. I fell on my feet when I got her. Uh, I was at a boarding school at the time, and so from when she was nine weeks old, she came to school with me, and she. she 
she always has. So yeah, she will be uh, part of the extended Hume family. <laughs> I think maybe the story about the daffodil tells us more about you, Tony, than about yeah. Uh, yeah, Lucy. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you know yeah, what? I was going to say the exact same thing. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But what does it tell you about me? That's the thing. <laughs> Uh, answers on a postcard. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we, we will let the <laughs> listeners keep guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Tony, that's been an absolutely brilliant chat we've had with you. And I am sure you will revisit the podcast at some point in the future. I hope we so. We hopefully won't be able to keep you off. Um, <laughs> no. and, and thank you again. And thank you for introducing us to Lucy as well. And uh, we look uh, no. forward to Pleasure. seeing what, uh, what wonderful changes uh, happen hmm. at Hume. Yeah, thank you. Great. Yeah, uh, it's really, really exciting. Take care. And you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for this episode, and thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website, ohgs.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>